Hello and welcome to QPod, the QIC investor podcast offering a local perspective on the world of opportunities. I'm Philip Jackson, HR Manager at QIC and member of our Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest who also happens to be my manager, our Executive Director of Human Resources, Glenn Jackson. Glenn is going to be talking with us today about the importance of our diversity and inclusion programs and initiatives and how this focus is integral to building our stronger and organisational culture at QIC. Welcome, Glenn. Uh, Thanks, PJ. Great to be here. Glenn, I'd like to start by casting the clock back a few years uh, when we formed the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Can you share what prompted its establishment and how our executive team embraced it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think what we've learned over the journey is the focus on inclusion has been a work in progress and the result of a series of quite overt building blocks to build amongst the organisation a sense of real trust and belief that when we say inclusion and diversity is critical to who we are, we actually back that up with evidence. We don't talk a good game, we play a good game. And I thought I'd just share a few aspects of that. We are lucky enough to QIC to have a a board, a CEO, and an executive committee who are fully embracing of inclusion and are very strong drivers of diversity that helps create that inclusion. And I think there's a couple of pivotal moments for me. Um, A few years ago, we had the opportunity to refresh our code of conduct and instead of having a standalone uh, diversity and inclusion policy, we absolutely incorporated all of the principles of inclusion through our code of conduct. We very clearly and overtly uh, enunciated our commitments and we set targets around gender to start with, but also targets around inclusion as experienced by our team members. And we measure that a couple of times a year in our pulse. The other thing that I wanted to mention is we took the opportunity to stare into key policies and processes that may have inhibited true inclusion. So one of the things that we did very early and very clearly was established through our recruitment policy some very clear parameters around gender, around balance, but also around wider inclusion aspects such as uh, lived experience, um, different perspectives, different different real characteristics of culture that would add to the enrichness of the organisation. And we also looked and learned off others in terms of uh, leading practice. And and one example that comes to mind is we replicated what another organisation had done with respect to superannuation coverage for our colleagues on parental leave. And we cover now 52 weeks of full superannuation coverage, no matter what the leave is. We also looked into other things that just didn't make sense anymore such as why do you need to have a 12-month period on being able to access parental leave? So where we could, we identified policies that we could just absolutely change to encourage and deepen um, our commitment to inclusion. We've also done some very mechanical things, such as every year we do a gender pay audit. Um, We make sure that in terms of our 
annual training inclusion is very strongly anchored through that as well. So long answer, PJ, but it was a series of building blocks that we very overtly uh, A, established and B, positioned with our people so that we could really engender that trust. And, and from there, we were able to then take it to the next level through the DNI committee. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Glenn. I think, you know, one of the key things that you said there for me was around trust and belief. And I think everything that I've seen that we have done from a diversity and inclusion perspective has been about bringing those lived experiences to life and making it real for everybody that works at QIC. Um, and I think that's been one of our major wins is not just providing lip service, but actually getting in there and doing it and showing that we are making a change. Yeah, and if you think about some of the ways that we've been able to, through the DNI committee, which is just an amazing, um, passionate group of people that come together to really, uh, to to really grow and develop our focus areas, and you know I couldn't be prouder um, by the uh, Q Pride network that's been established and the Q Pride strategy. I couldn't be prouder of the cultural recognition and celebration strategy that we've got going. And if we continue to embed and deepen really key aspects of our strategy such as this, we become truly inclusive. But it's a never ending journey for, for us and, and we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do on disability. We've got a lot of work to do on um, welcoming team members from all types of backgrounds um, and to really embrace the, the skills, the experience, and most importantly, the attitudes that they bring. And, um, you know, I think we create a very good learning culture for people. And if, if they're able to bring their true selves, um, we can allow that talent to thrive. Definitely. It's it's only the beginning for us. And I think we've got space to grow, um, space to develop, but it's such an exciting time. I'd like to sort of fast forward a couple of years now to probably more the present time. What do you think, Glenn, is the impact that we've created here at QIC? And do you think you've seen a noticeable difference in our culture? I do. I absolutely do. I, I see the warmth I see the very strong performance. I see the caring of each other. Um, and most importantly, I see the data through the feedback from our people as to the degree of inclusion that they experience on a day-to-day -day basis. We have very clearly positioned that as a key part of feedback as we measure the opinions of our people. So I get told that we have a very warm and welcoming culture. Uh, I experience that myself. And when I see the results of our staff survey, which isn't Glenn talking, you know, it's, um, it's over 80% of our organisation. Those data points to me suggest that we are on the right trajectory. But as you said, PJ, you know, this is something that is a never ending story. Agreed. I think, you know, in my sort of five years at QIC, I've definitely seen a shift in the culture. And, you know, with the launch of Q Pride last year to the QIC organisation, I was so overcome with joy and happiness just to see how much people were actually supporting these initiatives. And, you know, we're coming up to our first birthday now. Um, of launching Q Pride, and I still I get that feeling, and people want to see more and do more. Um, so I, I definitely, I definitely agree. 
Yeah, and for me, that's been the real power of the DNI committee. You know, it has been passionate people like yourself, PJ, who take the initiative, who lead, who bring people together to create something very, very special. And, you know, that launch of Q Pride last year will go down as one of the most impactful strategies that QIC has ever delivered without a shadow of a doubt. And if we can continue to deepen that in other dimensions of inclusion, then we continue to create a place where hopefully really talented people want to come and really talented people can thrive. And one of the things I should have mentioned when I was talking about the DNI committee was we were very, very keen right up front to ensure that we didn't believe our own rhetoric that we were always testing and challenging in ourselves. So we appointed professional, uh, sorry, an external professional advisor to be our thought conscience, to bring best in class thinking of other organizations, to test us, to prod us, and to also help us grow and develop. And uh, PwC's uh, inclusion consulting practice has been outstanding. And one of the hallmarks, and, and I think one of the key aspects of how we've deepened inclusion is through the delivery and we're still only uh, we're not even halfway through yet of the inclusive leadership program and that's a program for all employees of QIC that really unlock the power of inclusion through everyday behaviors and um, that has been delivered excellently I see it talked about, I see it referred to, and most importantly, I see it lived in, in the organisation. So one of the key pieces of, of advice that I'd give those that are listening to this is, is please do engage an expert in one way, shape or form who can help to bring to you as an organisation thinking, can help you ensure that your journey is that never ending one. Definitely, Glenn, definitely. I think it's really easy to see the value that a focus on diversity and inclusion makes um, in order to sort of strengthen our cultural fabric. How do you think our efforts in this space makes us unique? Um, a couple of things. One is as an investment management organisation, we exist to deliver investment returns for our clients. And to do that, we need really talented people who are very engaged, empowered and trusted. And that comes from inclusion. That comes from a team environment where everybody's voice matters, where you can absolutely bring creativity and ideas to the table. And that's what generates excellent investments. That's where you're able to ensure that you don't have groupthink, where you all just resonate around one particular idea without giving it the scrutiny and, and the absolute rigor and robustness that it deserves. And inclusion is a great mitigant to group things. So that would be the first thing. Running a very successful investment management organization requires absolute inclusive thinking. That environment creates for professionals an environment of continued growth, development, and support. And one of the big things that we invest in alongside our inclusion uh, agenda is leadership development. And ensuring that all people at QIC who are privileged to lead and influence others, do so with the degree of care, with the degree of capability that creates that inclusive environment. So every leader of our organisation needs to have that attitude and mindset of inclusion. 
Otherwise, we won't be uh, the great organisation that we aspire to be. So that's the uniqueness. It's around delivering excellent investment returns for our clients and inclusion enables that. And inclusion is also led by leaders with a very caring, warm and high performing attitude. Thanks, Glenn. Um, I'd like to share now how integrated our efforts have been, especially during the last few months when the majority of the QIC business has worked from home, um, which I'm sure a lot of businesses around the globe have done. But I notice that sort of, you know, every morning when I sort of get to my computer and I log on in the morning, I see so many different campaigns that we've done from the diversity and inclusion space. You know, things like the QIC Indigenous Tertiary Scholarship Program, you know, we did a lot of work around recognition of Domestic and Family Violence Month. You know, more recently, we're looking at things like, um, you know, our cultural calendar of recognising Memorial Day, Juneteenth, uh, Independence Day over in the US. We did a lot of work around Ida Hobbit, um, you know, and then more recently, National Reconciliation Week. I think diversity and inclusion has been a real focus during the current pandemic. Can you share with me and us what you've been most proud of in this space? Yeah, I, all the things that you spoke about, PJ, are, are so important for us to be overt in the things that matter. And the great thing about some of those aspects that you shared was the storytelling associated with them. So it was not just a description of a um, of a significant date in the calendar. It was also a story that was shared by our people as to why it was important. And it's that storytelling that makes it very real. And, and that's something that I think we've been very, very good at. The second thing is we very quickly amplified our focus on well-being, physical health, mental health, um, financial health. And for me, I always knew that it was important. I always cared about it. But what I have seen over the last four months is that is an absolute plank together with inclusion that creates a high performing organisation. And I've been very proud of the resources that we've had available for our people, very proud of the initiatives from the ground up that our people have really wanted to contribute, whether it be at-home workouts, whether it be nutritious recipes, whether it be mindfulness hints and tips. Um, it's just been outstanding. And for me, that amplification on well-being and health is here to stay and I've learned so much from it. The other thing that I've been very, very proud of is our leaders and how they really have stepped up to the plate to keep their teams connected, to keep connected with each of their people. And one of the things we do know is never make any assumptions. Never think that you know what's going on in a person's life because you're probably going to get it wrong. And our, care, and our leaders have been very caring. They've been very, very connected with their people and their teams. And that I think has helped us navigate through this pandemic uh, as well as we can. That wouldn't have happened if we didn't have an organisation that really cared for each other, enabled by great technology like we're talking on today, but with that approach that we can really embrace and, and thrive in an environment that is abnormal to us. But coming out of it, I think we're sophisticating our ability to work in a much more agile and hybrid way than we did going into, uh, into the pandemic.
definitely right, Glenn. I mean, I, I, I can tell you sort of my experience throughout the whole pandemic has been such a positive one. I think, you know, you see, you know, all the statistics about what's happening as part of this pandemic, but there is a bright side to it as well in I believe that we've all become so much more connected to each other and there has definitely been such an emphasis on that caring culture um, that we have at QIC and, you know, even out within our communities as well. So I think for us, it's been quite a positive experience. The feedback that I've got from working with the business is that people feel so much more connected to their teams and have got to know their teams in a more personal level, which I think has given people that um, added appreciation for what's happening in people's lives. And I, I sort of sit here now, Glenn, and go, you know, well, what's next for us? What's, what's coming up for the future? You know, what would you like to see as we move into this, you know, new world, whether we have a more remote um, focused business where people are working more flexibly, what are the sort of some of the things that you want to see from a diversity and inclusion perspective? Yeah, I, I, a couple of things. One is um, being very agile as an organisation. And as we start to return to an office working environment, which we I'm, I'm sitting here today in our office, um, having this conversation with you, um, in ensuring that we don't lose that degree of caring, we don't lose that degree of connectedness, we know that um, transitioning back into an office environment is going to be even more important than the quick process we took to get remote working. So making sure that we don't lose all of the great gains that, that we've established is, is number one priority. Number two is ensuring that we uh, embrace and deepen the uh, the flexibility that we have absolutely shown can be super successful over the last few months. So ensuring that each person has the confidence to create the degree of flexibility that, that will work for them. I do think we'll see a lot more remote working. I do see we'll, uh, we'll see a lot more sort of agile work patterns. And the only thing that I ask around those is continue to have great conversations so that people are aligned on what's happening, when it's happening, but absolutely embracing that you can be an excellent professional and deliver high performance and do it in a way that works for you. Do it in a way that keeps those things that are very important to you very much in balance. So that's the second one, PJ. Third is sustaining the momentum on some excellent strategies such as uh, QPRIDE, such as our cultural celebration strategy, continuing to deliver the inclusive leadership program and continue that very strong storytelling approach because I, I know that that is what resonates so strongly with people either looking to understand what it's like to work at QIC or people that do work at QIC. So um, there, there are some aspects of, of what's on my mind. I'm not looking too far forward because I think we've still got to be very, very agile in our thinking as the pandemic still plays out. 
Agreed, Glenn. And I think, you know, you're right. There's so many different areas that we can definitely put some focus to here. The pieces that I pulled out of that were, you know, connectiveness, um, like deepening that flexibility. But I think as well for us, it's sustaining the momentum here. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited to be working on that journey with you and with our colleagues here at QIC and hopefully being able to share sort of further wins in future QPod discussions as well. But look, thank you, Glenn. It's been great having you on QPod today. And I think we some, covered some important lessons that companies listening may want to take away. But I would like to thank everybody who has joined us today. Thank you for listening. Please look out for our next QPod and have a great day.